folks, welcome to the Adult Show. We got a great, terrific show for you today, folks. But before we get into that, I have to tell you something. This book right here is free in April. It's called, what does it say? Before you shave your face. No, that's not right. What does it say? Before you share your. What does this say? Before. Before you. Sh- I'm sorry, folks. I need my glasses. Before you share your faith, it's a terrific book about something. I don't know what it's about, frankly. This is not about shaving. Before you share your faith, it's a great book about evangelism. You gotta read it, you gotta get it. This resource is free for the month of April. What's the promo code? Indoubt.ca. What, what is it? SYF. SYF23. You get this book for free, folks. Let's go to the show. Welcome to the In-Doubt Show. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, boys. Happy Monday. Thank you. They're a little slow today. They're a little slow. There's a little bit of a latency uh, issue uh, in the room. (laughs) They didn't know what the cue was. They didn't know what the cue was. Come on, guys. Let's try it again. Folks, welcome to the In-Doubt Show. Thank you. There you go. A little quicker. Not enough, clearly. Uh, But uh, hey, we're glad you're joining us. Happy Monday. You know, this is uh, Easter Monday. Uh, so you're probably off at home, hopefully, you know, have a long weekend. But uh, we're glad you're tuning in. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, Chris, how you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Awesome. Uh, Brendan, how are you? Awesome. Donnie, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And what we're going to do is we're going to make Monday's great again. I don't know what else to tell you. It's simple as that. I'm going to say it every weekend. I'm going to keep saying it. Say it until it's a reality. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> it is a reality. <laughs> Wait, yeah. then what are we doing here? I think, yeah, see you later, Donnie. <laughs> are we going to make Mondays great, or are they already great? No, I think we've made them better. Is I don't the think, show I don't over? know if they're great. Oh, but. oh, so we got we to gotta make Mondays great, yeah. yeah. We need to make it great, but yeah. right now they're Gr- greater. Good. They're wow. gr- so it's not there. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Ah, okay. Make Mondays good. I still have a job. Yeah, you, okay. still, have a, you still have a job. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Um, but uh, So comment below, how was church? Today's Monday, Easter Monday. How was church yesterday for you? I mean... Sometimes we ask, hey, comment below, what did you learn about in church? I'm pretty sure... We haven't you... got anyone to say that yet. No. <laughs> so That is correct. Answer. Answer now. Please if you're comment. watching this right now, <laughs> comment right now. How was church for yesterday? Uh, Chris, how was your... I mean, obviously, all of us, we probably heard a story of the resurrection of Jesus, that Jesus is alive. I mean, yesterday was Resurrection Sunday. This is true. So comment below. If you heard something else, then we're... A little worried for you. <laughs> like I'm gonna, I'm gonna comment below right now on one of our videos. Today I learned that Jesus didn't stay dead. He this rose. It, uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say he is risen, but I was like, that's how it. That would work too. That would work. He's risen indeed. He's risen indeed. I would respond back to that. Video. Okay, let me start I... respond to that message right now. <laughs> he is risen that. indeed. <laughs> he didn't stay dead. He actually did the living. He did. He did yeah. the alive. So I wish we could take this out, but I also want people to see. Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong with what I said? Uh, grammatically or <laughs> theologically? Uh, well, uh, just like 
Theologically, everything's bang on. Theologically, personally, you dumb. Just kidding. I'm joking. Um, theologically, fantastic. Grammatically, okay. quite quite a bit of struggle. Try, okay. wait, try, quite a struggling a bit okay. then there, though. He committed. Um, he committed not living, and then he did the rising. Praise the Lord, Jesus is alive. He is risen, Amen. folks. He is risen indeed. No, that's for the audience, Chris. That's not no. you. Do, you ha- do we have? <laughs> we don't have an audience. Oh, okay. okay. Mm. <clears throat> They're on lunch. <laughs> <laughs> they did the applause and then they left. Yeah. Be lined up the door. <laughs> right away. Um, we have a great show today. I know it's family day for a lot of people. They're home uh, for the long weekend. And so we have a, a couple with us today, Brian and Bonnie Pugh, all the way um, from the Union Movement. They're actually in studio today. And uh, they have a great ministry talking about sexuality and wholeness and uh, marriage dating, all that kind of stuff. They have a lot of great resources. So theunionmovement.com is their website. Fantastic resource. Lots of free available resources for you. So uh, you can check that out. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about some good stuff. They have six boys. Six. Oh, boy. Six boys. Be fruitful and multiply, folks. Be <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. No, Don, no Donnie's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Donnie's right. Am but, I right. I've been right this whole time. Come on, guys. Donnie, do For this episode. <laughs> For this, for this episode, you've been bang on. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Other episodes though, wow. I, I, he talked a lot about money. He did so. So that Donnie's yeah. Donnie's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me tell you, folks. If we're not talking about money, I don't want to be part of it. That's what I have to say. But <laughs> frankly, I think it's. I, I didn't. Have, I have a few kids of my own, actually. Yeah, I was gonna start naming them. <laughs> I don't know if I should. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh boy! Should we play his music to like get him to stop? <laughs> it's like, uh, like the Oscars. <laughs> You're paying me to be on the show, man. Do you want Donnie or not? <laughs> uh, Donnie's all about the money, which is not a good thing. But uh, wait, we got a great, uh, great show for us today. Uh, a couple of scriptures, and this is a question for us, and we are going to discuss it a little bit with, with them. But I want you to comment below. I'm curious what you think. The Bible talks clearly about making a command to be fruitful and multiply for those who are married. Do we think, and this is something I'm actually wondering, and we will ask the pews when they come, but do you think for married couples who are believers in Christ, um, who say we don't want to have children, do you feel like they're going against the command? Is that a harsh thing to say? Since the Bible says be fruitful and multiply? I don't think it's a harsh, I mean, there's a, I guess you could word it harshly, but I think there's a way to word it kindly. Because there's obviously people who can't have children. Yeah. And that's a real thing. And Adopt. A real, yeah. So would you say then that all believers who are married should take that on to... Who are married, yeah. It'd be a hard thing to so. get around. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like with it, the it word. It would be hard to justify to not to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's just so many people these days who are just... Mm, yeah. No, of course, feeling, like feeling, you said, there's, you know, extraneous circumstances yeah. and what yes. not. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's short-sighted in the term of your own legacy, and also further down the road, yeah. when you're 80 years old and you don't have anybody visiting you in the old folks' home. Mm. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's a yeah. reality for people nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. It's oftentimes like the why, and it's usually has to do with your lifestyle that you want to live. Yeah. 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 And it's 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 hard to for it to not be that. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that's right. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I'm a single. I'm not married. I don't have any kids. So I feel like kind of bad talking about this. Like, I don't feel qualified. But you guys, you know, go at it. You, you guys both have kids. So 
But you're right, though. I think everything you're saying, I mean, yep. so far, man, you've been bang on, eh? I've just been opinionated. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I've been no, told but, that I'm very aggressively opinionated oh, sometimes, okay. so i got to tone it that, down. No, you're not aggressive. But I have opinionated. <laughs> 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 well, you're not aggressive about it. But, but man, his opinion is just... No, I'm just kidding. But no, all great points, though, and I agree with you. I mean, there's different arguments about, like, like delaying kids, like when you have kids. Like, I know at some point, if you're going to have them, I don't even know... How I would define yeah, like that. let me finish this first yeah. and finish that first, and we really wanted to go here and there. Yeah, and like, like, you know. but you also run into that. There's never a good. There's time never a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're never speaking wow. from experience. Uh, me clearly. <laughs> this guy, you know what? Today's the end of show featuring know, wow. us. We but, should, but he's the host. We should have I'm him sorry, on. I, you know, I'll just stop talking. No, no, no. I'm no, no like, dude. I'm loving the no. Don't you, no. You no. actually have remove the veil. Remove the veil. Oh, he's out of breath. <laughs> yeah, we fail. Honestly, I'm just saying, like, you're just spot on on everything right now. And I just I'm really, sorry. I really, I'm sorry. no, I really appreciate Somebody it. Somebody had to say it. Somebody had to say it. Folks, can we just, uh, can we give a round of applause to, to Brendan and Donnie? I know they're two and one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Wow. Just for you. Wow. God Thanks, bless. Guys. Look at that standing ovation. Yeah, not, very abrupt standing ovation. I don't even know what to say. I just, I just said have kids. That's all I said. <laughs> Amazing. Have kids. Whoa, yeah. Um, well, we want to talk with Brian and Bonnie. We want to talk to them about what it looks like having kids, having six kids. How do they handle that? I'm assuming, you know, I saw a picture of Brian. He has hair, so they must be plugs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's so rude. Six boys. That is so rude, bro. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with plugs. Well, it's it's not natural, actually. <laughs> Can I just have a, like a full on debate or something as stupid as that? Okay. Hair plugs aren't natural, therefore they're not of God. Therefore, you're sinning if you get hair transplanted. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I take off my hat. I have a huge fro. <laughs> you didn't have that last time, Andy. I what know. did you do? Plugs, you sinner. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, this is gonna get pretty terrible. So I'm gonna stop specifically. Good uh, call. Good call. Good call. But uh, hey, let's jump into the conversation. I think they've just arrived. I heard the little bell go on over there, so they're, they're here. So <laughs> let's get them in the room. Brian and Bonnie Pugh, I'm excited to dive in. Let's go. All right, so we got Brian and Bonnie Pugh. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, man, it's great to be this here. This is awesome. So you spoke at our at my home church a few I months did. ago, and I was hoping you were going to wear the red pants again. Uh, I know it's my claim to fame, but you know, like I, I gotta, I can't, I can't put it out there too much. You, you can't know what overuse I mean? them. You know, I can't overuse them. You probably can't buy them again. No, exactly. <laughs> burn that's a hole through them. You know, it's just like, yeah, seriously, yeah. That's amazing. Well, I really appreciate both of you here. And Bonnie, you were on the show last year, I believe. I think it was August. Yeah. Uh, remind me, what were you talking about? You were talking about. It was primarily about like motherhood, parenthood, yes. our kid, like yeah. just raising kids, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, which I'd love to talk about a little bit more today, but for even the dads. Yeah. Because <laughs> you guys have six boys. We yeah, do. That's right. Which is like wild. Can you tell me their ages? Yeah. So our, our twins are 14. Okay. We have twin boys, uh, Samuel and Micah. And then uh, Haddon is 12, Charlie's 10, Caleb is 8, and Theodore is 2. Uh, these are little... <laughs> Little COVID two years old pandemic yeah. gift. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna call them corn tweens corn. when they're. Uh, <laughs> I think they should call them corn tweens. Uh, yeah, that's pretty clever. There's so. a lot. We had a corn tween baby because it's oh, like, well, we can't go out. What are we gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cold outside. Why don't we just 
<laughs> yeah, he was he was truly a ray of sunshine though through some oh, some honestly, of the difficulty of, yeah. through that season. He is still just so much fun, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So were you guys hoping for a girl eventually? Or were you like, you know, we don't care? Well, yeah, we I don't know. I think we'd be I feel like we love little girls too. Yeah, yeah. Um and so We'd be open either way. Yeah. But no, we were never like, let's go for a girl. Yeah, yeah. That was never <laughs> yeah, yeah. our intention. Because we we're like, yeah. we know that we're not in control of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Thing, for yeah. Sure. We were we were pretty open handed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. what else are you supposed to do? It's like, yeah. you know, okay, we did our part, God. Like, <laughs> you know. But um but uh, you know, like we did actually not to go too too deep too fast, but we actually had a miscarriage mm-hmm. um in between Caleb and and Theodore. Okay. And we actually for whatever it's worth, like we had no idea because, you know, the pregnancy actually didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we had a sense like, oh, maybe this is our girl. And we even we even named we it name and, her, and yeah. everything. And and so maybe we have a girl waiting for us. Mm. You know, maybe mm-hmm. Jesus is just holding on to her for us. So. Come on, man. Yeah. We had one, too, in between baby one and two. We have two kids. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard, man. It's real. Yeah. yeah. That was so hard. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea. That was yeah. my first experience yeah. with a miscarriage, and it yeah. gave me so much compassion yeah. for the others who, other and women. And it's actually a lot more common than we think. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, even in the in my talking about it, then the number of women, and especially in the older generation, who then would open up about their yeah. own sorrow and grief. Yeah. I just think, oh, these are... I mean, these are real issues. And yep. I think it speaks to the, the strength of the maternal heart that is mm-hmm. very rarely talked about, yes. even within the church. Yes, you know? totally, totally. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. But like you said, it's like we're not in control. No. It's like we can't yeah. control what we're having or when we're having. Yeah. Like, you know, we're hoping for more kids, but it's like it's not even that easy. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, right. not, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy trying, yeah. <laughs> but we're getting a lot of practice in, honey. If you're watching, I'm sorry I said that, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I promise to walk that back later. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like you can't just like people say, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have like we're gonna start having kids." Like, well, you can't actually just say that. It's a lot harder than you think. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. in our control. No. With with your six boys, did you find gen- out genders before? Did you? By four, I would say, you know what? Let's just stop finding out because obviously think, it's going to be a boy. Yeah, <laughs> I think the I think it was the first four we didn't find out. Oh yeah, okay. So the first three pregnancies, and then after, I think it was a little bit like practical in me yeah, of like, yeah. like, am I needing other color stuff? <laughs> like, yeah. tell me now, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, yeah, but we did. So we found out for the final, the final. Yeah. Two. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we did one where we found out and one where we didn't. And I really enjoyed the one when we didn't. It was a fun surprise. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yes. I'd recommend that, actually. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. What no. do you think? Would what you do you recommend? think? What, what do I think? Would you recommend? Wait? I see uh, the practicality, for yeah, sure. Yeah, the practicality is, yeah. is you know, like, there's a lot of, especially, I think, in the early years, like, when we found out, like, it was twins, it's like, oh, my goodness, like, it's our first pregnancy, and it's twins. And that's it's, a big deal. And it's within the first year. Of like our marriage. Bonnie, yeah, Bonnie got pregnant like three months in. Yeah. And then, Sheesh. of course, like down the road, you find out it's twins. You're like, oh my goodness. That's actually so overwhelming. You know? And and then, yeah. dude, that was like right in the middle of uh, uh, 2008 with the recession. Like, I lost my job, all this kind of stuff. Like, it was just such Dear a crazy Jesus. season. Yeah. So it's like, I think for a lot of people, like the practicality is just like, yeah, that's one less thing to be stressed out about. But at the same time, too, like, I don't know, I've, I've heard people, I don't know, maybe this isn't 100 percent true, but I'm going to say it like it is. OK, like, I think <laughs> I think I think people found out. Oh, no, no, this is friends of ours who 
they they didn't they didn't it's a completely different story i'm so sorry <laughs> whoever's editing i'm so sorry i'm ruining your morning but like no it's just people found out that they were pregnant but they didn't yes. realize it was actually twins okay. until, the until they were on the delivery so. how do you not i think they just assumed it was a very like large pregnancy it was like yeah. the, their fourth but don't they like uh check and well, this was back in the day a little oh, bit yeah, okay. yeah. So it's like when red pants were like uh <laughs> I'm joking, man. Just for the record, I have red pants and I love them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not bashing the red well, pants. I just feel like I got them a long time ago and I'm just yeah. I'm it doesn't on. sound like you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's walk back for a moment. Yes, let's because do that. I love how you talked about how you had twins, which is really overwhelming. And mm-hmm. Daniel, who was doing hosting yes. before, had twins as well. Yeah. We call it the midnight special, two for one, which is amazing. Two for one, yeah. Uh, which is a little easier with food when you get two burgers. I have Scottish heritage, so oh, okay, it's just so kind of the same. same. Yeah, like, exactly. Gotta, it's yeah, perfect. Got to get the best bang for a buck here. But 2008, I know a lot of people um, who are young, who are probably listening or watching, who are afraid to have children because they're worried that it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here you are having two children, and it's 2008 where there's this huge financial mm-hmm. crisis. Mm. Can you walk us through God's faithfulness and what you've learned oh, yeah. in that time? I yeah. think I think what I really learned, so I'm the, like as a woman, as a stay-at-home mom, I, it's a very vulnerable place. I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. To go, I'm taking, well, I'm taking care of two babies. Mm-hmm. I actually don't have the ability to go and make a living for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm needing to rely on my husband. Mm-hmm. But also, and so then even the, I think the question young women might face is like, what if it's too much for him? Right. What if he leaves me? Right. right? Like, cause we hear lots of stories. Everyone has a friend where that happened. So you're dealing with that type of fear, not because of anything he's done, just simply like, what if, what if my story doesn't work out the way I hoped? Mm. But then you end up like what I ended up having to do was just saying, God is my provider. Yes. Brian is not my provider. His employ- employer is not my provider. The government's not my employer or my yeah. provider. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really like such a stretch of my faith towards the Lord to look to him. Mm. Yeah. And honestly, the miracles that happened, mm. oh, we real. just were consistent to follow. Like, okay, he's working hard. He would come home. He'd like, you know, kind of piece his schedule together of like, I'm going to work two days for this guy. He's got some work for me. And then he'd come. I know he'd come home exhausted and I remember him going into the bedroom, getting on the phone and just calling people. Mm. Do you need help next week? Do you need mm. help? He yeah. did what, so he was faithful and consistent doing what he had to do. But then we were also faithful to the principle of generosity. Mm. And That's I feel like huge. those two things, yes. honestly, miracles. Yeah. Like like people being like, I got too much produce. Do you want a box of it? Oh, yeah. Or like. And cheese just lasting Like longer. things lasting. Like. It's a, it's actually you, like miracles. You wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't know like you wouldn't believe it unless you were walking through it. Mm-hmm. Like I can say all this stuff and you're like, yeah, sure that happened. But it's yeah. like yeah. there was times I, I you know, somebody came and put money in my work boots outside of outside um, the door. Outside of the front door. We don't of our still house. don't know who it was. Wow. And you know, and it's just like and and I think the thing that God taught me is because like I think there is something within the heart of men and that they and dads that they want to be a provider and there's even you know avenues for that that that's God's design in in some ways like um but you know I think what God showed me is that the only reason why that is deep in my own heart is because that's in the heart of God mm. you know what I mean and yeah. so like so like as much as I want to provide for my family and I feel the sense of responsibility 
um, that's only there because God is is putting his has put his image on us mm. and so i'm only reflecting something that's already in his heart to do so if me being a sinful man you know what i mean and, yeah. and a broken man want to do this yeah how much more does our father yeah. in heaven want to provide for us and does yeah. he does he show himself faithful um to provide and to make a way where there seems to be no way yeah. when people who it's like that promise that you know i know that the context of it is a, a realm a realm of actually a correction but uh, in Second Chronicles, where it says that the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro throughout the earth to mm. find to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are fully dependent on Him, um, that's a promise for us. Yeah. That the Lord is looking to show Himself strong on yeah. behalf yeah. of those who would trust and obey yeah, out of good. a heart of love uh, to Him. You know, that's huge. That's huge, man. And 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 just the idea of being generous in the midst of yes, you know. That is so important. Yeah. And I think like I've learned a lot of lessons through that too. Mm-hmm. And you just won't, like you said, you wouldn't believe it if you hear. No, like, totally. You have to actually experience the the living out of generosity and also that mind shift of, you know, we're not the providers. Mm. Like God provides everything we need. Yeah. That mind shift and that kind of just changes yeah. that perspective, changes everything. It does. Yeah. And it just op- it unlocks something. Yeah. Yeah. Really and if beautiful. I can just even add, I know that, I know that there's a cost to raising kids. Yes. For sure. Like I, nobody puts on the budget line like how many tubes of toothpaste are just squeezed yeah. into the sink. Like nobody yeah. knows how to add that up, <laughs> right? Or how many like... Literally, I saw a bunch of toothpaste on the counter oh. yesterday. I'm like, all right, that's yeah. like four bucks. Yeah. We'll just Perfect. scrape it up with our toothbrush. Come <laughs> yeah. on, it's still clean. This is going to last all year, kids. I don't <laughs> yeah. care if you get sick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> how many lights are left on in the house. Yeah, totally. totally. Or just like all... bubble, bubble bath just dumped in or shampoo. You're like, how much did you use? You know, yeah. anyway, it, nobody it's... knows how to calculate yes. that. That is costly. Yeah. It does add up. And that's just the small things. But truly, our egos are the most expensive thing Mm. as adults. Like put that on your budget line. How much are you buying for the sake of appearance, for Mm. keeping up an image, for how people, what do people think? Or I need, I'm going to need to trade out these red pants for a new style, you know? (laughs) Sorry, we're getting them. <laughs> Is wow. it too much? You know I'll stop now. I'll just be in the car. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right back from our sponsors, H&M. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, you know, it is the... Like, yes. Uh, I even just read a... It's an old book, but um, this it's like a business money book. I'm reading it with the kids. Just get them thinking about finances. What book is it? Okay. it's This is almost embarrassing. How It's called The Art of Money Getting. Okay. I don't know it. By... P.T. Barnum, okay. the guy, the circus guy. But we, my kids okay, know okay. The Greatest Showman. And, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And he just said, like, if the whole world was blind, we would save a lot more money. Mm, like, so how much are we buying right. for ourselves? And the how much are we actually... expensive. That's, yeah. that's huge. Way more expensive than kids are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I do find it interesting that they think yeah, kids are expensive. And this is the same generation spending, like, thousands of dollars on Jordans. You know what I mean? And it's like... Okay, I feel judged right now. Yeah. I what, really, like, no, I just no, really you want you Space Jams. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I don't have them, no, but, but I like, want them. But here's the thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with Jordans. I love good shoes. You know what I mean? But right. it's just like... But what's... We've we've become so brought into the short, mm. um, short-sighted, yeah. not the long game yeah. perspective in life. It's yeah. just like, get happy now, live, yeah. live for now. Don't think about a generation or a legacy. And, um, you know, and so it's like, yeah, people go out and spend tons of money on tons of different things. It's very true, actually. And yeah. things that, that will not, 
that will not be a blessing later in their life, right? right? Like children are a gift from God. They are a reward from the Lord. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like this this is what the scriptures teach us. And so I, I do find it interesting that even within Christianity, that sometimes children are the only blessing that the church doesn't want. Hmm. And that might hit home for some people, but like yeah. we need to have we need to have a kingdom perspective and a perspective from God, not not just living according to the pattern of this world. Man, that's so um, huge. Um, and I do I do just find it interesting that we're going how expensive it is yet, you know, that we've gone on our cruise to the Mayan or not the Mayan River. Sure, or, or I don't know, you just gone on some <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you, I'm, I'm just getting a perspective of like where you want to go, his yeah, favorite yeah. shoes, <laughs> yeah. things that he can't have. It's just all coming out of my soul. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> these are just things I haven't processed. But it's like we, we've spent like our, you know, thousands of dollars on some fancy trip to yeah. somewhere that yeah. is just like, maybe it's a great experience. I'm all yeah. for travel. I oh, love traveling yeah. too. For but, sure. But it's like, how is we that? We just can't use it as an excuse that kids are expensive when you're posting on your Facebook. Look at me. I'm over here. And yeah. My best life. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Then it doesn't make sense. The excuse doesn't work. You brought that r- together really well, Andrew. Sorry, man. Thanks, I, just, man. I, just, I really do want Jordans, though. Yeah. And uh, if you're watching, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Let the Lord lead you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If you're feeling called, <laughs> yeah. call 1 800. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're going to take up an offering. Right okay, now. so I was in New Jersey. This is a random story, side note. But we went to, uh, I went with my mom and dad. My dad's brother passed away. We went to oh, go to man. the funeral. And um, we were um, just walking around. We spent a couple of days there. And we were, at, I'm like, oh, let's go to Foot Locker. So we go to Foot Locker. And there in the in the yeah. big display case Boom. was Jordan 11s, like the white and black, exactly Dude. what I want. So I'm like, oh, they're probably not in stock because they're always gone like right away. People line up out the door. Yeah. The guy's like, oh, we have one left in size 10, which is like my size. And Dude. I'm like, this has to be from the Lord. Yeah. And then my mom and dad were like, hey, you just recently, because I was ordained as a reverend through the Christian Missionary Alliance. Okay. And like, we didn't get you an ordination gift. And I'm like, Stop. My Won't feet are going to be it? fitted with you the know? redness of the gospel. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Ephesians 6. Yeah. Um, and they blessed me with Jordans for my oh, ordination. Oh, come interview. on, So dude. I can wear my collar, uh, my uh, reverend collar, and my J's. Dude. I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. There you go. So Sweet. thank you, Mom and Dad, yeah. if you're watching, which actually I'm sure you are because they're my number one fans. <laughs> God bless moms and dads. Hey? Right? That's right. But that's a great point, though. You can't complain about it's too expensive. Because the cost of those Jordans, which were a couple hundred dollars, you can get toothpaste for like two years. <laughs> so the <laughs> toothpaste true. excuse out the window. Yeah. yeah right. Shampoo, on the other hand. Yeah. yeah for yeah. real. For real. Yeah. And I will say, and this is important because we have six kids. So then I think people could maybe feel um, like that we think that it's like about having the most kids. Yeah. Yeah. But I always just say this isn't so much about how many you have. Like you said, it's not so much in our control. Totally. Um. But it's more about what you do with the kids that you have or mm-hmm. the kids that are around you. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's if we start living differently, seeing children the way Jesus saw children, yeah. don't stop them from coming. Give you like give them a little bit of time, yeah. acknowledge yeah. their existence, like start to cultivate that. I think that's ultimately like if you yeah, if you turn your heart to the kids and then let the Lord lead you as far totally. as how large your family is gonna be or something. Yeah. Totally. So you guys didn't have a plan, like we're gonna have six. No, no, really, like we were in the early stages of our marriage um, and even just some of the the teaching that we had been under in a discipleship school that we were a part of um, before we even started our relationship was just really trying to cast a vision for the blessing of children not and just mm. letting the Lord kind of decide those things and or kind of 
be guide God. You. Yeah, guide you. Um, mm-hmm. And guide you in those things. And, and um, yeah, so we were just open to whatever the Lord really wanted to give us. And so, like, I understand there's some logical people out there. It's like, well, if you do that, it's going to get children. You know what I mean? But that's not always it's the case. It's not always the case. Um, and so, like, we've known people who... Yeah. You know, haven't had kids, yeah. haven't been able to, yeah. you know, and, and not for lack of trying, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's, that's real. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, those early stages were just, we just wanted to be open to what the Lord had for us and, and we're just still kind of God, like lead us, guide us. Yeah. Amazing. What he wants to do. So amazing. And now we're watching our kids just like grow up and, and who they are is unfolding and it's, I mean, it's, it's a now. lot of work, yes. but it is a lot of joy. Yeah. Like yesterday, yeah. our 10 year old. We're just blown away by him. He's at the piano and he, like, he's been taking some lessons with Brian's mom. And, yeah. But, like, he just p- starts playing these worship songs by ear. Like, wow. he goes, like, hey, listen to this. And he starts yeah. doing the Holy so Forever. Cool. And he yeah. goes, and, the, and then he gets the next part without even trying. Wow. Like, he just knew where to find it. Yeah. And Brian and I look at each other. We're like, this is like God is putting gifts inside of our home. Yeah. Like, so cool. I almost started crying, dude. Just a of moment course, of transparency. Yeah. I'm standing there like watching him play and I'm just like, God, this is a gift that you've put in this young man. And he loves it. He's passionate about Amazing, it. Amazing. You know, and it's, yeah, it's just beautiful. It's yeah. so cool. I heard so my boy is almost five. And, um, and uh, I remember I was upstairs getting ready because I, I used to do music ministry for the last 15 years and wrote songs, recorded songs, traveled, did all that fun stuff. And so he listens to my CDs all the time, which is like so cute. Oh, come on. And whenever he hears it on like Praise 106, he'll like yell, Daddy, Daddy, put it loud or whatever. It's like so crazy. So cool. But uh, I was upstairs and I can hear him downstairs playing and he's by himself and he's singing like, bless the Lord, oh my soul. He's just like singing by himself. Yeah. All the words. Mm. He's like four years old. Yeah. And I just started weeping, man. I'm like, that's like to see your kids worshiping God or like. Mm-hmm. seeing these gifts come out of that you know is from yeah. the lord it's like how can you not weep man it's just oh totally and that's and that's the thing too is like being able to see my boys you know in the place where they're not just going to nursery now at church yeah. like that they're in service yeah. and you know they're raising their hands they're purposely and try to connect with god and so cool you man. know like it yeah it, it just it moves that's a lot so of deeply. work though it to, is to to get that yeah. yeah you know and um we can talk through that a little bit um what what Tell us a little bit about, you know, raising kids to love the Lord, because that's like hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, living out your life mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. them, they yeah. watch and see a lot of things. Well, whether it's a, a blessing or, <clears throat> excuse me, whether it's a blessing or not, um, it's the interesting thing about raising kids is it's not so much what you tell them, hmm. it's what they see. Oh, that's huge. And um, and that's mm-hmm. the hard thing. That's where it gets pretty sobering, too, is because, like, I can tell, like, hey, we need to love the Lord and we need to be patient. <laughs> all right. And it's like, well, Dad, you No one not. get angry, you Yeah, stupid. exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be angry and don't sin. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, you seem like you're sinning, Dad. You know? <laughs> you when shut you're up. Angry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honor your mother and father. You know? Um, but, like, they do just they do just catch that. And so I think that's just where mm-hmm. we've really purposed is, like, we need to serve the Lord yeah. really with our whole heart. Yeah. you know yeah. um and and be working through our stuff and yeah and allowing you know this this is the purpose of God for all of us we've mm-hmm. been conformed to the image of Christ mm-hmm. you know that as we behold him we are conformed and transformed into his likeness and so yeah. um if if that's really important to us then that's going to show up yeah. um i will say this i heard early on you know as as a dad like um i heard a preacher say once like you know 
you can't be a good dad and a bad husband, mm. you know? And so you, you can be a good, a good husband and a bad dad, but you can't be a good dad and a bad husband. So this, this relationship here, yeah. I need to be, yeah. I need to be making sure is in, is healthy and I'm, I'm caring for, for Bonnie as I yeah. should be. Um, yeah. Cause that, and they're just, watching that. They, see they are that. watching that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then Anything. I think a huge, huge piece of it would be the humility to acknowledge when you've messed up, like as a parent. Yeah. Um, and we were youth leaders and young adult leaders for a long time. We heard a lot of stories from brokenhearted young people who were wrestling with their faith because of the hypocrisy they saw in their yeah. parents. But kids are so merciful, actually. Like yeah. I think kids actually long to forgive their parents and have connection with them. Mm. Um. I find that when we apologize and repent to our kids, sometimes even I'll give credit to the Holy Spirit, just be like, you know what? The Lord was whispering yeah. to me that what I did was wrong yeah. yesterday or my attitude or I've been kind of like, um, you know, walking, like I've been feeling sorry for myself and that was wrong, you guys, or mm. I've been demanding servanthood from you and not, I haven't been serving. Mm. I'm sorry. And will you forgive me? And like true repentance towards them, then I think at least they... They go, okay, I'm, I don't, I'm not expected to be a perfect person in this house, but we all are moving towards something right. and I'm willing to follow people. Like I think of myself, like I'm willing to follow people who are humble mm-hmm. and real. And so I think we're trying, I think that's yeah. important. And that's, I do see that coming out of them now more mm-hmm. so that even when we correct them or when we, um, or when they realize they've been wrong, that they're mm-hmm. willing to say, I'm sorry, I was yeah. wrong. And yeah. that's keeping our hearts soft to each other. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. That's but it, it's real, dude, when you have to look in the eyes of a toddler and, and ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, not, it's not a fun time. No, it's hard. And it's hard. Yeah. And, but but it, they, they forgive immediately and so, hug yeah. immediately and they forget about it. They yeah. forgive and forget. And it's I feel true. like, wow, that's a, I just learned so much from my kids. Yeah, yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even I was looking at a passage of scripture, uh, Colossians, children obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. How many times have I provoked with just my short temper or lack of patience? Mm -hmm. And then I I see the result right away. Totally. Yeah, Yeah, and I I remember um, a mentor of mine early on, he just made this parallel. He said that like the way the Lord leads us as being a shepherd, like, Sheep are led while mm. while goats are driven. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you have to, and and you don't want you want to be. This is kind of a weird analogy, but this is how the Bible lays it out. But like we want to be a cultivating sheep mm-hmm. who are able to follow leadership. But yeah. leadership, like we see that in the Lord, He goes before us, mm-hmm. and He He plans purposeful times of rest and rhythm, and mm-hmm. He He goes. Like the shepherd goes and finds the green pastures, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and he's leading them to this. He's not driving them. Yeah. He's going before them. Yeah. And, um, and I, I can admit too, like there's some times where I've driven. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, and then I'm surprised that like, Hey, why aren't you behaving like a sheep? It's like, well, you're driving me. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you know, if I feel like I'm a project to you, I feel yeah. like I'm, you know, I'm a hindrance to you or a big inconvenience, you yeah. know, like. Mm-hmm. You just rather be somewhere else, you know, and and so that all comes out. You got to work through that. Yeah, it's hard, but it's just so uh, sanctifying. Yes. My kids make me more like Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wonder what I was like pre-kids. I was just a freaking pagan. <laughs> <laughs> it's dude, crazy. It's, it's true. But like, dude, I, I remember feeling that too. Just like, you know, the love I had in 
in my heart for them. Like when you see them, you just like yeah. filled with so much love. And I'm going like, God, how do you like, again, like if I'm a sinful man, yeah. how much more is your love? Yeah. You know? And so it was like, it was like healing for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of my own, my own issues, my own soul stuff, like yeah. God was healing me in, in that. And no, not a lot of people talk. Like I remember when we were having our first kid and I was like overwhelmed, obviously one kid, not twins. And I was still like, panicked oh yeah trying to get everything nesting was a real thing even yep. for like i started like painting my garage walls yeah this so would that, be important so yeah. that when the boy comes in the garage he notices he'll you know, know how, how clean yeah. He's like, like, wow. such a anyways <laughs> so it just like it was crazy but i noticed a lot of people at church christians are saying like oh man kids are so all oh, your life is gonna change oh, negative 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 all the hardship and the struggle and how hard it is and yeah. how your life and your freedoms are gone now you're not gonna do this and it honestly started giving me like anxiety yeah not a lot of people even within the church yeah are talking highly about children you're right it's true it's but very true. so whenever i see people who are having kids or expecting kids i just like make sure i good job listen yeah. there's so much amazing yeah. things about children yeah because all i heard was negative from my christian friends yeah and um that's just really sad because yeah. there's so much more that totally outweigh the challenges. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's an indication of our culture a little bit. Yeah. That we think that people are only valuable for if they're contributing members. Yeah. You know, and we forget to take care of the vulnerable ones and raise them to maturity. We yeah. forget that like we were all children once, you know, <laughs> and that we needed people to be gracious to us. And we, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, I get I get pretty protective over kids when I hear the way that yeah. they're talked about. And even, you know, yeah. as a, a large family, we get noticed when we go out. Yeah, of you course. Know, they're the claim to fame of like, wow, and the people are counting, you know. Um, and there's some really hurtful things that people have said, and that makes mm. me feel pretty protective over kids because I know that yeah. that's how they feel growing up. Yeah. It's kind of like they have to almost defend their right to exist, and that's pretty sad. Yeah, I we were actually even talking about this on the ride over. Um I think I think I think you were pregnant with our fourth at the time, and I had a gentleman in our church come to me and say, "Oh, I don't know how you're going to pay for all those kids." And I said, I turned to him, and it's like one of those kind of like prophetic moments where it's just like a word comes out before I even realize like what I was. Gonna say. Oh boy, what did you say? <laughs> I said, "Well, I think if I can trust Jesus to provide um, or to." To provide for all my sins, which are many, I think I can pr- trust him to provide for my children who are four. And he's like, cool, 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 cool. And, and, and you know, but you want to know what he says? What? He goes, yeah, I wish we had more kids. That's what he said? That's what he said. Yeah. I've so never he, met someone who said, I wish we had one less. Everyone no. always says, I wish we had more when they grow up. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I've never heard someone say that. But less. what he was yeah. saying to me was what he felt obliged to say to me mm-hmm. was oh I don't know how you're going to do it because that's we're just not mindful of the things that we're thinking yeah. and the things that we hear within the world that we're living in we don't ever stop to check like is this actually true mm-hmm. you know and so like we just all you know this, oh yeah you got oh you're going to get married wait you know all this stuff like wait the old ball and chain yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> get comfortable on that couch you're going to spend a lot of time there it's like dude what are you yeah what are you talking negative, about negative 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 yeah. negative negative all the time and, yeah. and we feel like we feel like it's funny or something like that yeah. in the church to, to, to just play off of a mm-hmm. ideology that is completely broken. Yeah. And so anyways, like, but what actually came out in that conversation, what was really in his heart is like, yeah, I wish we had more kids. Yeah. 
And, you know, as being people in ministry too, like the idea, you know, in the eighties and early nineties was like, oh, you can't do ministry and have kids. It's like Mm -hmm. a boy for me, a girl for you and praise the Lord. We're finally through, um, you know, like, was that a legitimate thing or was that prophetic? Uh, no, that, that was not, no, that was not. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, but, um, but that was kind of the thought, like, and I go like, actually, first of all, a family is our number one ministry. Like yeah, this relationship sure. yeah. before the Lord is, you know, comes before that. But um, this is our greatest avenue of ministry is being moms yeah. and dads to the next generation. Yeah, that's huge. So what would you tell? Because I know there's going to be people who are listening who are married and have no kids and don't want kids. Mm-hmm. And they feel like, ah, oh, it's just, it is too expensive or it is, you know, going to affect, I want to do this still, or I want to do that or travel or school or whatever. They have these kind of goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to this with my wife yesterday because we see in the Bible multiple times, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. You guys are obviously obeying this command. <laughs> so the question is though, what do you say to someone who is, uh, who are worried, you know, about the totally. cost yeah. or, or like, I see a command to be fruitful and multiply. I don't see a command to chill out and enjoy and, and do whatever yeah. you want to do and, and God won't provide for kids. Yeah. Well, I will say like when I got married, a friend of mine um, bought us a Barry White CD. And the next thing I we'll knew... We'll be right back after this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. And the next thing I knew, we had six kids. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> Could I borrow that record, actually? Yeah. You, well, I, I've, I've worn it out now. i got to get <laughs> yeah, another copy. It's all so. scratched. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't even work <laughs> you know, anymore. No, it's actually a record. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. put the needle on? <laughs> yeah. No, I would... So there's there's a Barry White joke for you. Uh, okay. um, Shut up. Yeah. But I... Uh, yeah. I, Go well, ahead. You were like jumping in. You're like, no, I go got to I got to talk about Barry White. <laughs> yeah. Um, I need to get been thinking about this yeah. all day. I have just to. Just for the record, me. that's not true at all. No, <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't work. <laughs> wouldn't work? Barry White. No. Can't get enough of your love. You're telling me that would not work. <laughs> okay, go ahead before we get in too much trouble. <laughs> You're going to be on the couch, man. Get ready, buddy. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think the only time that the couch showed up in the like to the couch was I went to the couch. I was so mad. And I went and I went to the couch. Hold on, hold on. We'll be right back. And I but honestly, I laid down. I was just like, oh, I'm so mad. I'm not gonna make him go to the couch. I'll go to the couch. We get mad sometimes and when you're married. That's, that's normal. And the and you know the Holy Spirit just convicted me and he was just like, get back to your husband. Like get back to your bed. Like you don't have to talk to him, but don't go, don't do this. Don't have a little temper tantrum here. So I was like, all right. I'm such a heavy sleeper. I don't even <laughs> I don't think you do. <laughs> oh, she's mad good now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here you are, like conviction, Holy Spirit's yeah. been here like, oh. Man, she's really quiet. She must want me to fall asleep easy. <laughs> she's such a sweet one. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay, so the question was, if you're like, I don't have kids, I don't want kids. Yeah, too much. It's too much. Too much. And, and even like responsibility. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are worried about the responsibility. And it yeah. is a responsibility. Yeah. yeah. I think that there's just... Zero, I'm like, don't have kids for obligation. Don't no. have it out of like a, for following a rule that you think you should do. That's not going to get you very far. But yeah. m- but I would say if you're yeah. feeling, even hearing this conversation, you're feeling conviction of the Holy Spirit where he's yeah. going, I want you to lean into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Don't start by just being like, okay, I'm going to have a kid. But instead, why don't you find a family where it looks like the parents love their kids hmm. and go to them and just... 
maybe say like, hey, can I come over and wash your dishes for you? Mm-hmm. And just watch. And observe. Feel what family can feel like. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, yes, we may say it's because they're expensive, but I think a lot of people have pain in their hearts based mm-hmm. on the family that a family of origin and a sense of like, I felt like I was a burden to my parents or I felt like yeah. I was just, I wasn't actually even cultivated as a human in our home. So I don't know what family's supposed to feel like and I'm terrified that I'm going to fail my kids. Mm. Might be a deeper fear. Yeah. So don't go get in a house where there's a yeah. family yeah. that's trying yeah. and then just maybe take that first step. Maybe have a conversation with someone who has a couple kids who look like they're enjoying them. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's just really start huge. there. Yeah, that's really huge. And if you want to wash some dishes, the move, the unionmovement.com. <laughs> Find that family. That's right. Come over. Just mission. email Bonnie at the unionmovement.com <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and we will find a slot yeah, for you. They yeah. love their children and uh, probably yeah. could get help washing dishes. Actually, no, your kids are older our, though. So our older three they're, they're are covering working. most of the nights. Yeah, we need help that. doing other things though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we do need help. <laughs> Wash our van. That's yeah, a big Oh a... my goodness, yeah. Van life. Van mm. life is real. Swagger wagon. <laughs> Gosh, this guy's got all the lines. Dude, I came prepared. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> No, but just even just thinking about the question, like, I I understand that there's there's some people who can't have kids. And I think we've already covered that. that that's yeah. a very real reality. But I think you have to check your heart when it's like you can and you're choosing not to. Yeah. Right. And and the Lord, like, it is an instruction for those within marriage that that you um, at, at even just a very baseline would be thinking generationally. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, OK, so even if let's just say you know, you don't want to have kids, but like you have to be thinking generationally. There are so many kids who need a home, Wow. Mm-hmm. right? Maybe, maybe you, the Lord's leading you to, to maybe, I don't know. I'm just throwing out hypothetical scenarios to not, to not have your own biological kids, but mm-hmm. to adopt kids mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. like, that's a real thing. God can be God and do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think that even comes down to it. Is God allowed to be God mm-hmm. or do we do we have to come to the place where we have a final say on mm-hmm. every area of our life? Or are we going to choose to let God be sovereign over our life and decide and shape yes. our life, shape yeah. our future mm-hmm. and, and lead us? Or, yeah. um, and I think, you know, there's avenues too, where we, um, I think where, where we idolize marriage and we idolize all these different things. And, and that we, we think that, Oh, if, you know, if only I get married or that if I have children, then I'll be complete. And it's like there's other avenues that that mm-hmm. um, you know that you need to find completeness and wholeness in in the Lord before mm-hmm. um, you know because those things those things are not going to bring that wholeness right like the math in relationships is not one half plus one half equals a whole mm-hmm. if you're a half person going into marriage mm-hmm. or there's yeah. woundedness and stuff like another half person is not going to make gonna you whole you. Yep. you know and so and I think in the same way children is not going to do that but but what is the Lord calling you to do what does his word say Mm -hmm. and can you trust him Mm -hmm. and so you have to ask those deeper questions not just you know even just a real you know hot and fast answer out there like well the word says this but like even asking yourself why do i push against that yeah because that's revealing what's really going on in your heart like bonnie's saying is it is it the family of origin is it Oh, the world's so broken. I don't want to bring kids into this place. It's like, that's, well, the a big, that's a big one mm-hmm. I hear a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you, like, we don't think with a very big historical, we don't see with a very big historical lens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the world is pretty broken, but the world's always been on fire. Mm-hmm. You know, the world's always, and like, even yeah. um, I, was, I was listening to some teaching the other day 
um, this letter that Jeremiah writes um, to the to uh, the people who are in exile, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. essentially like, hey, like, listen, it's gonna be seventy years. It's gonna be a long time. Yeah. And he's saying, I want you to build houses. I want you to plant trees. I want you to grow, plant gardens. I want you to have. I want you to get to married. have children. Get married. Have children. Give your children in marriage. Um, and don't listen to the prophetic voices, at the false prophetic voices at the time that are going to tell you, hey, you know, the God's, God's going to deliver us and it's not going to be 70 years. He's like, it's going to be 70 years. Mm-hmm. So so how do we take that into our context? The world's in a really rough place. Yeah. What do we do? We cultivate beauty. Yeah. And I think God's one of the greatest um, avenues of evangelism and the expression of beauty is the family. Yeah. Um, it's one, one of the expressions yeah. that God's designed. And I go... Um, how do we how do we reform and how do we um, bring restoration in such a broken time? Yeah, is cultivate beauty within the family, within the home. Yeah, all these all these dynamics and that's huge, right? That's and huge. that's one of our greatest evangelism tools. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's really huge. And I feel like um, when people see big families, it makes them question and ask maybe the deeper things that they are struggling with. Right, and they do see the beauty and they do see the goodness of God. So would you tell people who are married, who are saying, we don't want kids, would you say it's actually God's design for you as believers to be fruitful and multiply? Or at least that's the... The direction. The direction. Instead of like, no, we're not going to do it at all. I... Yeah, I like I have to hang my hat on what the word says. I don't I don't see Mm -hmm. I don't see any example outside of like again, we've already covered it. I feel like I gotta clarify everything, but we've already covered it. Like some avenues where they people are not able to. Yeah. Yeah. But but if people can, there's precedent set in the word of God. And we have to trust God's word. It's like this this is what it says. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, Mm. is or am I am I just holding on to avenues in my life where I'm gonna keep Jesus can have certain areas of my life and God can be God in certain areas of my life or or should his word be precedent or should be authoritative in yeah. all areas of my life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's just a question I would pastorally ask somebody is yeah. like, Hey, so tell me why <laughs> yeah. the, the Lord told you that. Yeah. And it's most times out of 10, nine times out of 10, yeah. it's probably not going to be, it's yeah. going to be that the, the world system has told them that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And what, let's talk about uh, people who don't even want to get married. And they want to just focus on, I I feel God calling me to be single. And that is fine. And that is real. But let's walk through what that would look like or what that should look like Mm -hmm. in a person's life if that's the direction they're going. Because there might be some confusion and, you know, selfish reasons as well. Oh, for sure. And and the, like it's very clear. And again, this even reveal reveals our idolatry of marriage within Western Christianity is just like, oh, man, like you know, you want the, the destiny and purposes of God, I guess you're going to have to get married. It's not going to come about until you're married. And it's like, well, I don't know. Jesus wasn't married. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we got that straight. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 100%. I know you've seen Da Vinci Code, man. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. We uh, are not sponsored by Da Vinci Code. Yeah, I'm so anything. sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but like, you know, or, or like Paul wasn't, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and and I don't know, he seemed to live a pretty fruitful um, impactful life. I would say so. Writing yes. three quarters of the New Testament. That's a you pretty know what big I mean? deal. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think the thing that we need to clarify for those who would say that they are called to celibacy, called to singleness, mm-hmm. and it's a calling, mm-hmm. um, that's a calling to Christ-centered living, yes. not self-centered living. Yeah. 
And that's the difference. Yeah. I think some people, they don't, they don't want to pursue marriage again, maybe some of their own past experiences or there hasn't been the example of health and, and beauty uh, within that. Um, but they're, they're just really just wanting to, to live just for themselves. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like that actually, you won't find any sort of, uh, example of selfish, hedonistic, yeah. pleasure-seeking yeah. life within the Christian yeah. Christian Quite paradigm. Quite the opposite, exactly. Yeah. And that's something yeah. even we're seeing even in in young people is like for the first time, maybe maybe in history, I don't know, but that um, like sexual intercourse is declining among single people. Yeah, but they're turning to pornography and masturbation yeah. as like a I don't need anybody. Yeah. I'm just gonna myself, yeah. me myself. And um and I think that that plays into it. Like mm. kinda it can be just like, well, I I mean, I don't actually even feel a draw to go on a date or to go mm-hmm. be with anybody because I'm kinda getting whatever yeah. I need for myself. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think is it is it second Timothy three where it talks about in the end times, there's gonna be like dark times. And mm. one of the key, and there's gonna be and he lists out all these different like cate- categories of people you know, who lovers of money and dis- like dishonoring to parents or authority. And one says lovers of self, mm. you know, and I think that, um, yeah. again, again, we're not idolizing marriage as yeah. the, the promised land. Yeah. Jesus is the promised land. Yeah. He's the one who fulfills and satisfies and he calls us into community. Yeah. Um, so, but be cautious again, ask yourself why. So the, the, yeah. ask the question of children, why, yeah. why are you so resistant to children? marriage why why are you mm-hmm. is it the lord leading you to singleness or is it your fear keeping you from commitment is it yeah. is it your i don't want to go through the betrayal that i saw i saw my mom get betrayed by my dad mm, yeah i do, cannot face that mm-hmm. or i saw my i don't know there's so many there's yeah. so many things yeah. um is it fear keeping you from it or is it the lord calling you to it mm-hmm. is maybe the yeah are you trying to just satisfy yourself and not rely on others vulnerability has a cost Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's two, there's these two verses, there's verses, there's one in Matthew where Jesus is again talking about the end times. And he says that the love of many will grow cold. Mm. And, uh, and then later in Ephesians, I believe it's Ephesians four, I can picture it and where it is in my <laughs> Bible. I think it's four, um, where it says that because of callousness of heart, then sensuality and immorality will be on the rise. Mm. And it kind of creates this cycle. We, those two verses could come together. It's like because people's hearts become cold, mm-hmm. we start to wound each other more. Mm-hmm. Because we wound each other more, we turn then to sensuality and mm-hmm. to immorality, which then keeps that cycle going. Yeah. And so I think that's where the beauty of the gospel is, where Jesus comes in and he replaces that hard heart mm. and exchanges it for a soft, responsive mm vulnerable heart yes and uh and then that person's able to truly love and be loved mm-hmm. and uh w- they'll know that we are his disciples because mm-hmm. of love yeah you know not yeah. self-preservation yeah absolutely yeah that's huge that's huge guys this is so good tell us a little bit before before we close just about the union movement how it started what are you guys doing how yeah. can we support you how can we pray for you oh, yeah. yeah yeah i appreciate it it's been great being here i appreciate the opportunity um we'll have to do this again yeah we'll love be that. Fun. It'd be love awesome. that yeah. so in uh in 2018 um we started kind of in a, like kind of initial stages of um starting the union 
And really our focus is to help people find wholeness and sexuality, identity, mm-hmm. and relationships mm-hmm. with a gospel-centered and holistic approach. Um, we we want to be working with individuals, churches, church leaders to um, help people have a biblical perspective on all three of these areas mm-hmm. and um, really fulfill, in a lot of ways, the the mandate that the church has to be a city on the hill mm-hmm. um, for people who who are caught in a system and a, a worldview that is destructive to the image yes. of God and um, and how really the, the enemy is out to destroy um, those three areas of human existence, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, destroy our sexual identity, our gender identity, our, mm-hmm. you know, our relationships um, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just want the church to be that, that atmosphere yeah. um, that is fulfilling the worship mandate where we live holy before God, but also, um, you know, also fulfill our evangelism mandate yeah. that we're reaching the, the people around us with the truth of God in these areas. So yeah, that's, so, that's our heart. Yeah. So then in ta- that's our heart and we, you know, have a podcast and we have blog library and we have some online courses for individuals free. Um, awesome. Yeah. We yeah. just want to make it available. We don't want that the money to be a hindrance to anyone. So yeah. we have a course for parents called Awkward. Oh, that's uh, so good. Yeah, because mm-hmm. talking to kids about sex is awkward. And so just talking about biblical foundations of yeah. or patterns that we yeah. and then what we see in culture now. Yeah. And then we have a couple other online courses as well. Um, and then we um, just like go and meet with groups or churches yeah. and, and try to just impart, mm-hmm. you know, the things that have been like that we have learned or have been shared with us. We're trying to just yeah. share with yeah. others. So And one of the avenues that we provide too is more of a, a consultation approach to be working with churches so they can assess uh, their churches on a staff level, mm-hmm. um, on a congregational level, and on a family level based off of uh, five keys of uh, healthy sexuality. So like being gospel-centered, being holistic, being legacy-minded, these these types of things. And so we're able to work with them. and Because one example that I've, I've talked with pastors about is like, when was the last time, I'd, I'd ask them like, when was the last time somebody confessed to you even about sexual temptation or some sort of sexual sin on your staff. And they go, Oh man, I can't, I can't think of a time. And you can think, Oh, we must be doing great then. You know what I mean? We must, everybody must just be happy and holy and just, you know, living their life, just doing great. Or we have not created a safe atmosphere for people to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. about their struggles because Mm -hmm. they're afraid of losing their job. Mm -hmm. I understand that there's qualifications mm-hmm. and accountability mm-hmm. and yes. standards yeah. that especially if you're going to be um, walking in, in an authoritative governmental position within the church, mm-hmm. there's a moral yeah. avenue. But just even yeah. like following Jesus, there's a moral <laughs> requirement responsibility, yeah. and respo- responsibility. But um, but if we can't even, like James 5, 16 says to confess your sins one to another and mm-hmm. pray for one another mm-hmm. that you would be healed. Yeah. If we haven't even created an atmosphere for just that baseline yeah. type of like, hey, dude, like I'm struggling with this. Like, yeah. um, I got this going on. Can you just pray for me, man? I yeah. know this isn't what I'm about. I don't want to keep going down this road, but yeah. can you just pray for me? It's like that actually should be what the, the yeah. healthy culture of the church yeah. should be. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's an avenue that we provide as well. So we yeah, love to work huge. with churches and create healthy atmospheres that way. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. And so we started in 2018. Yeah. And uh, yeah, here we are, 2023. 2023. Awesome. I yeah. Love it. I love so it. we're thankful for the opportunities that God's opened. And, yeah. um, but we really believe that, um, you know, I know it's kind of a cliche statement, but the best is yet to come. Yeah, amen. Um, because amen. I think as the church in history, you look in the early church as they were planted in a Greco Roman sex saturated culture, yeah. when they stood and anchored themselves to the good news of the gospel of Jesus as it pertains to these these areas, 
um, they saw reformation and they saw renewal yes. and saw transformation of culture. And so I, I think as the church, you know, becomes the high ground for people to yeah. come out of, out of the flood of brokenness, um, we're going to see, see some beautiful things and transformation. Man. Amen. I believe that really inspires me and encourages me because sometimes I lose focus or I get really discouraged when I see a lot of churches and a lot of people just kind of fitting into culture right. instead of standing out. Yeah. yeah, That's why I really appreciate it. I mean, you stood out on Sunday when you came to our church because of the pants, but also because of the message. Like you really stood out. I'm sorry. It's the last time I'll bring the red pants <laughs> yeah. up. I promise. I would um, just love to see like the frequency of like per minute uh, <laughs> yeah. pant references. If we can just do a reel, podcast. let's just yeah. do a reel edited of red pants, red pants, red pants, red pants, red pants. <laughs> um, but but I feel like that message is getting quieter in a lot of places. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I believe in your ministry a lot, and I'm here to support you however I can. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I just get it out theunionmovement.com. Yeah, um, we appreciate that because you're right. We're in this cultural moment, mm-hmm. but if we stay rooted and grounded and we anchor ourselves and we are not ashamed and we are yeah. bold mm-hmm. with the truth, yeah, you know, we'll probably get canceled and we'll probably get in a lot of trouble. But at the same time, it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We just got to do yeah. it. Yeah. But, yeah. but loving people is worth it. Loving people totally. is worth it. You know? and, and the, yeah, the next generation is worth yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's 14 Absolutely. year olds who are considering a double mastectomy right now. Yeah. yeah. And they might never know the joy of yeah. holding their own child and yeah. and cultivating. Yeah. Yeah. So we know, have to just extra. be yeah. bold and actually stand yeah. up for truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And and yeah. we are encouraged, honestly. There's such a Praise awakening God. happening. Praise like when God. we go into churches and you know, afterwards then the the parents are coming and saying, like, I'm seeing it. I and wow. what do we do? What do we do? And this is I in that way I go you know, 15, 20 years ago, I don't think anybody was waking up mm-hmm. to the reality of the, like, this is a, is a dark scheme of the enemy or we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. We're wrestling against principalities yep. and powers in an unseen realm. Yep. And that's always been that way. Yep. And finally, mm-hmm. I believe the church is waking up to see like, oh gosh, we're yeah. falling for something. Mm-hmm. But the problem isn't that we, you know, like, isn't that in 2021, we should have been talking about this, about yes. these areas. Like we needed to be talking about this a hundred years ago, yeah. 50 yeah. years ago, 40, yeah. you know, yeah. and we missed it. And yeah. we, you know, categorized sins and said, this is worse, this are... is bad, this is okay. That's so not... we won't really yeah. address those ones that are happening in our congregations or in our staff. We won't yeah. really talk about it. Oh, but now we have to talk about it. And so, yeah. and so we're not, you know, we're not people who are just like against certain groups or certain sins, we're saying actually we're called to holiness and purity in all these areas of sexuality. And yeah, it does, it does impact what's happening in this cultural moment, what we're Mm -hmm. seeing getting pushed in schools and all the, like for sure we talk to that, but it's about um, if we're going to follow Jesus, let's really do it. Let's do it. And he has something to say about it. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Well, I appreciate you guys so much. I uh, can't wait for you guys to come on again. Oh, we'd love so to. Um, but thank you so much for all the wisdom. And I hope you guys were blessed who are tuning in or watching or listening on podcasts. But thank you. Theunionmovement.com. Check it out. Sign up. Do their dishes. Go to their house if you're afraid <laughs> of having children. And you'll be blessed. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thanks for having us. That was a really great interview. Yeah, that was awesome. Wow. Yep. So much. So many nuggets of wisdom.
Uh, I really like that. I never know when you want me to respond. So I just, there was just an awkward amount of silence. Yeah. Okay, that was a great I, interview. He stared right at me. So I was like, oh, I guess I better say something. <laughs> Guys, are you going to respond to me? <laughs> uh, feel free to interject uh, as you feel led. But I just thought that was really good. Uh, lots of takeaways, lots of good nuggets of wisdom. Uh, but something ironic happened. We talked uh, to them about, you know, sometimes kids could be expensive with, you know, pouring out the toothpaste, doing different things. Literally in the middle of the interview, <gasps> I got a text message. Oh, no. From Michelle. I went into our bathroom and all the walls and floors were painted in your brand new shaving cream. And I knew who it was because he wrote his name on the shower door. <laughs> this was me. <laughs> I was here. <laughs> then I came downstairs. He dropped a full bowl of cereal, literally exploded. Full thing of milk, destroyed. Awesome. All over the floor, all over my hair. Like, that's a cool like afternoon. Maybe cost nine bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Nice little pros, afternoon in, but the like pros. You said the pros outweigh the cons oh, most massively. of the time. Oh, massively, all the oh, time. Yeah. All, massively, all the time. Yeah. Okay. What's six dollar shaving cream? Big whoop. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go home, grab some. I mean, my wife's always thinking different because she has to clean the walls and the floor. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not home right now, but um, but it doesn't even matter. Kids no. are incredible, and and I honestly had, um, I had my first panic attack mm. in 2017 December. And I didn't know what it was at the time because I've never had one before. But I was driving. I had to pull over. I just like couldn't breathe, whatever, all that stuff. Literally called 911, ambulance. Michelle was there. We like rushed to the hospital. It was like I didn't know what was going oh, on. Wow. Um, and then the doctor was like, bro, just get some sleep. I'm like, don't you dare tell me what you do. But okay. <laughs> don't. Okay. <laughs> but I trust you. Um, but, but you're and, a doctor. <laughs> yeah. But it was because, and I honestly think that was December. And then, and then my boy was born right after in the new year in 2018. Mm. And I feel like... I heard for nine months people at church saying, oh, man, kids are so hard. Oh, man, your life is basically over. Oh, man, you can say goodbye to doing this and doing that and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I can't wait to see you do this. And just kept like nine months of negativity and your life is can basically over. Can we just stop over. doing that? I don't understand what I've never, I refuse to say anything like that. I'm always like, anytime I've talked to someone with young kids, I'm like, wow, I can't wait yeah. to have kids of my own. This is awesome. This looks like the, the best life-changing experience of it, of your life. And it is. Yep. Yeah. That's always really, what I want to tell people. Yeah. <clears throat> My sister just had her first uh, kid a, a few weeks ago. Amazing. Cute nice. little guy. And I'm just like, I want one. This yeah. is so cute. Yeah. I they're, mean. They're such a gift. Yeah. They're a gift from God. And I feel like I, so had nine, I had nine months of just like people at church constantly telling me how terrible life is going to be and how hard it's going to be. And you're not going to sleep for six months and blah, 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 blah. And it literally gave me a panic attack. Because wow. I'm like, oh crap, the baby's coming and now my life yeah. is basically over. Yeah. What a horrible it's, view. And it's just, it's terrible and it's wrong. Yeah. Did I sleep less the first couple months? Yeah. Big deal. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You have a gift from God that is just so precious, like you said. Yeah. Seeing your little, uh, your nephew. And, um, and, and so I just, as believers, if you're listening and watching and you see someone who's about to have a baby or expecting, let's be encouraging. Yeah. Let's tell them about the joy yeah. and the blessing and the gift and the fun. And I can't count how many times my four-year-old taught me things about the Lord that I wouldn't have been able to even articulate until mm. I had him. Mm. Just seeing the love and seeing his connection to God. And mm -hmm. It's just such a gift. Yeah. I have a question a for you. Yeah. Did your view of how you interpret how God sees you change when you had your own son? Oh, man. You so as a much. father now, did yes. that change? Okay, yeah, because, that's fantastic. Because I remember I wrote a song called Sweet Communion, and um, I remember I was struggling to write a bridge, and I had a bridge, and it wasn't strong, 
and um, uh, my producer said, okay, let's rework this and just think about it. Think about what it would look like to have like the sweet communion with God the Father. And so I, I just pictured myself sitting at the feet of Jesus and just looking up at him and him looking down at me. Mm. And it was like, in his eyes, it was like the same way that I look at my son. Mm. Nothing he could do could make me love him any less or any more. Like I just, I'm crazy about him. Mm. And yes, he makes mistakes. Yes, I make mistakes. But the way I just pictured God looking at me was the same way I look at, at my son. And I just feel like the heart of the father has become so much more apparent to me now that apparent yeah. to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, the dad jokes. But um, all jokes aside, <laughs> um, it really did change my life in that area for sure. Yeah, And yeah. the unconditionality of it. I yes. don't know if you experienced this, but especially with our first, like, I think it's fathers especially because we don't have the nine months yes. of it inside of us the baby inside of us to sort of bond so that the first time that you see your baby and you hold it I, it's a yeah. love that you've never experienced before yeah mm. like just you instantly yeah. love this thing that's never done anything wow I'm it's getting, the most beautiful yeah. yeah he's getting teary huh? yeah, yeah but it's the most beautiful feeling it's crazy that less and less people want to experience that I don't understand why. Because, yeah. I mean, they they just, well, they get preached the adversity of it. And I feel right, like a lot right, of right. people who have kids, um, I don't even know if they, I, I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong on this. So take this with a grain of salt. But I feel like sometimes they don't even believe that themselves, how they went through it. Or maybe they were told that it was so such a negative experience and then they just believed that it was a negative experience. Then they had their kids and it was a really negative experience because of those thought patterns. Right. Um, and I just, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like. Yeah. How do people get there? I don't, I'm not. <clears throat> Because I mean, with every stage, there's good and bad. Yeah, but the yeah. good way we'll always outweigh the bad, bad in every stage. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's yeah, interesting thought. But it is a very interesting thought, and I wonder yeah. if it goes back maybe to like also the selfishness that even the pews were talking yeah. about. Oh, sorry, I forgot. This is what I was gonna the, gonna add to that. But I feel like it's almost like a you know people like to. I don't know if this is the right word. This is what I was gonna say. Um, like kind of like I don't know, humble brag about it, or like oh, it's so hard. Like, I can't believe yeah. I got through uh, that. I guess like, like a, a badge like, of... Okay, relax. Like <laughs> A badge of honor. Yeah, like yeah. a badge of honor. But they don't realize, like, like by them saying this, it's actually affecting yeah. how yeah. other people perceive that I think that that's situation. exactly it. Because, yeah. like, every... every I was going to say every person. That's, that's not true. Most people throughout history have experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you're not unique. Yeah. You're not special. And the reality is all things that are worth it are hard. Yeah. Yeah. Not everything is so easy and, you know, I wonder what that is. I like the, the pews funny to come back. <laughs> the, the, guys, the interview's over. <laughs> I don't even know they, if the mics will pick that up. They had more to say. Oh, so there's banging. You might not hear it in the mics, but we hear it That's in the headphones. Funny. That's okay. We're in an industrial well, area. We have, yeah, we have this industrial <laughs> complex behind us. So. That's fine. Um, no, that was really good. I think what she said also, what uh, Bonnie said about um, what's more expensive is your ego. Yeah. yeah. I think that was like, oh, that... That just hit pretty hard. And I oh, think yeah. that's a big reality. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, lots of nuggets. Um, uh, you know, I'm really blessed by their ministry, theunionmovement.com. 
So make sure you check that out. And uh, do you have any other comments, guys? Or? Yeah, they have a six-part video series. Oh yeah, on their website. that's right. You just sign up for free, and it's oh, all their go. resources are free. It's like a really good one. It's like the best six-part video series I've ever seen. <laughs> I made it. Okay, <laughs> very specific. Best yeah. six-part, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. five-part. Every seven other part, part yeah, yeah. Of, every other part of their ministry. Mm, but that, okay, those wow, <laughs> Brian and Bonnie, you're still watching. I'm sure that was pretty offensive. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Donnie, um, why don't you apologize for that? I'm sorry for my friend Brandon. He's a, he's a terrific guy, but he can get a little egotistical sometimes and narcissistic. Unlike me, I'm the most selfless person there is. I'm not selfish at all. I donate a lot of money to a lot of different places. <laughs> <laughs> so the voice kind of tapered off there. <laughs> That's a good point, Donnie, though. Yeah. With parenting. What did I say? Is it sucks, <laughs> what did you say? It sucks your selfishness out of you. Yeah. Yes. Even if you want to be selfish. I've heard. Yeah. You you can't. can't. You can't. You die to yourself. I feel, yeah, I feel like, like in a marriage, like I could be, again. I'm not married. So I don't know, but I've heard. I've heard that like yeah. marriage is that, yeah. and then kids are even more than. Yes, yes. absolutely. Like, yeah, and that's yeah. why Brian and Bonnie are so incredibly sanctified because they oh, have marriage goodness. and six children. I don't even Jeez. know somebody more sanctified than them. Honestly, and so one other thing that actually, <laughs> then I say I don't know <laughs> theologically or anyways. Yeah, it's super incorrect. But that's fine. <laughs> um. But another thing that's crazy about this episode, Donnie had a good theological point. I I guess so. What did he say? I don't remember. He was talking about how like selfish you were just kind of, you were pointing out something that Donnie said yeah, that actually uh, was relevant, which usually maybe, yeah, maybe not theologically. Not correct, theolo- but yeah, relevant. Actually, yeah, when 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 Donnie when Donnie checks in, I check out. Like what just, does that mean? What happens well, to it you? just goes black. <laughs> it just I'm goes not, black. I'm not there. It just takes over. Everything. What's that called? There's a name black. for that. Some people a- some people could say I'm possessed. Uh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. It's called what is it or called? Donnieism? Don- yeah, yeah, that's uh, what it is. Yeah, yeah. Donnieitis. Don- <laughs> I have Donnieitis. Guys, I'm clinically diagnosed with Donnieitis. <laughs> I have a doctor's note here. <laughs> Could you say that in Donnie? So blackout. Um, wait, what? <laughs> okay. How can Donnie say he has Donnieism? Uh, Donnie, Donnie's just Donnie. That's true. I don't know. I think we need to stop before we all lose our jobs. I'm sorry. Yeah. But you know what? That was a fantastic uh, episode. We hope you have a great Easter Monday and uh, have a great rest of your week. And uh, Donnie, why don't you say bye to our fellow uh, YouTube and podcast listeners? Goodbye. Thank you.